Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 11th, 2022. This is the second week of the brand new year, and so we've been studying things about God and what he wants to do in our lives in this year, and I believe that that this is a year of intentional progress for us, where we're going to experience significant and supernatural progress because we're going to be intentional about it. We're going to be deliberate about it. We'll be focused. We're going to be dedicated. This is something that we're going to do on purpose. We're going to pursue our purpose on purpose, right? We know that our calling is calling us. And every day we're going to give, get up and we're going to believe what God believes about us. We're going to look in the mirror and believe what God is, believes about us, whatever he speaks to us. We're, we're going to see ourselves as Jesus is in this world. So as I get ready to, to teach in the vein that I've been teaching on from the life of Jesus, I want you to open up your heart to receive the word. There were some messages in that little B-roll video that I, I hope you keep allowing to get down in your heart, going through your eye gates, get down in your heart, get ready for the greater. Greater is coming for you. Never give up, never cave in, never quit, right? All of those things. So I've been teaching about the life of Jesus and how Jesus is our ultimate example. And uh, as I continue to teach on intentional progress in 2022, I'm doing life lessons from the life of Jesus. And this is part four. And so if you haven't, uh, if you missed any of these messages, go back to todaysword.org or youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, and then you'll be able to get the messages there. Everything that we have that we put online, we, we share that with you for free. So uh, lessons from the life of Jesus, part four. Once again, we're walking through these steps for 2022. Um, I'm starting at the top right here, praying and discerning, and then we go through planning and preparing and waiting on God's timing and ensuring that, you know, it's, it's the right thing at the right time. And then we launch out and we execute and then we measure progress, right? We want to make sure that we're actually moving forward and not backward. And then we wait, we add patience to our faith. And then when it's time to receive the harvest, guess what? You know what we're going to do in 2022? We're going to learn how to receive. Now, a, lot of, a lot of Christians love God and they know how to sow and sow and sow, but they don't know how to reap. And so we're going to talk about all of those things in this series. Right now, I'm just dealing with the first one, praying and discerning. So let's get ready for that and let's get into it. So for the past few days, we've been looking at John chapter five. Today, I want us to go over into John chapter six. And so, and let me set the stage for John chapter six, and then I'll get into the three things I want to share with you in this morning. So in John chapter six, Jesus fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. You know the story, right? A few hours later, he walked on water. The next day, he had a conversation with his disciples and the other followers that were there about him being the bread of life. And the followers said to him, well, hey, we want to perform God's works too. So what should we do? Now that's a, that's a good question. So that was like, you know, it's understandable that they were like, Hey, listen, Hey, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus. Can I, can I ask a question? He <laughs> was like, yeah, uh, go ahead. Um, sir, we've been walking around and we've been watching you do the supernatural, right? And we, we saw you multiply fish and loaves. We've seen you heal the sick, raise the dead, cause the blind to see the lame to walk, the dumb to speak. Um, well, you know, we want to do the supernatural too. Like, so you're being used of God the Father. How can we be used 
of the Father? And that's that's a that's actually a good question, right? So when you see, I don't know about you, but I had that question early on when I first came to God and I gave my life to Christ at 23, and I saw people that were being used of God in a mighty way. I, I mustered up the courage to ask them, well, hey, excuse me, how how can I do that? Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I have a disdain for the mundane. Like, I hate religion. I th- This thing can't, God, walking with God for me, I don't know about you, but walking with God for me can't be about getting dressed up nice on Sunday and, you know, put on, on your Sunday best and singing a few songs and then going home. That that can't be it. Like, I mean, like, that's not what I see in the Bible. Like, I have a disdain for the mundane. I, I can't stand religion. I can't stand rites and rituals and routines. I can't. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I just can't stand it. At, at the at the end of the day, I have to see the power of God manifested in my life. At the end of the day, I got to be able to hear from God, walk with God, experience God. This has to, what Jesus did in this world is what we're supposed to do. And I don't know about you, but I have a hunger and a thirst for it. I can't live just like, you know, out of, out of religion and I just can't go through the motions and I can't just go sing a couple of songs and hear a good little message and then go home and keep doing my thing. I mean, no, no, it has to be the supernatural. Like at, at the end of the day, what Jesus did is what we're supposed to do. These signs shall follow them that believe. And so once you're born again, you're not a mere human. Once you're born again, you're walking around with God on the inside of you. I remind you all the time that you are taking God. If you're born again, you're taking God into every meeting, every conversation, every activity, every Zoom call that you get on, uh, that, that you are as Jesus is. So are you in this world, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is your direct connection to the Father, that God speaks to you and you got to be listening. You got to be able to hear from God, walk with God, be a conduit of his love and his power and his glory on this planet. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in step one of the six steps, but step one is praying and discerning and being able to, to, to pray and discern and walk with God and know that there's something on the inside that, that can be manifested on the outside. And as, as you walk with God, there's an outworking of the internal and God starts to do things on the inside first. And you have to believe it on the inside before you can see it on the outside. And so, yes, I'm talking about believing God today because God's calling will require God's involvement. God will call you to do something that you can't do without him. God will call you to do something that you are going to have to believe. God will call you to do something that will seem so crazy to you that you're going to have to open up your heart to the supernatural. So let me go back to the question, the question that Jesus was asked in John 6 was, hey, Mr. Jesus, hey, uh, can I ask you a question? Yes, go ahead. Well, we want to perform God's works too. What do we have to do? Like, I mean, like, what do we have to do? Now, Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus didn't say, well, you got to be perfect. Like, I'm I'm perfect. No, Jesus didn't say, well, you got to be God in the flesh. Jesus didn't say, you got to be like me in every way. No, what Jesus said was, this is the only work that God requires of you. Listen, This is the only work, Jesus said, that God requires of you. Your work is to believe in the one that he sent. Glory to God. Your work is to believe. You are a believer. God is looking for us to believe. You're a believer. You're not a doubter. You walk by faith and not by fear. Our work is to believe. So what does this mean for you today as you're getting ready for 2022, as as you're opening up your heart to whatever God wants to do in your life in the season, your work is to believe. Let's talk about it. I have three things to share with you on this morning. Let's get into number one. Number one, God is looking for you to believe 
that Jesus was his son in the flesh. So let me talk about something that people don't like to talk about today. Let, let's talk about the gospel for a minute. Let's talk about the fact that Jesus wanted his followers to believe that he was the son of God in the flesh. When Jesus said, he, the father wants you to believe in the one that he sent, he was talking about himself. Jesus wanted people to believe that he was the son of God. Jesus wanted people to believe that he was God in the flesh. Jesus wanted people to believe that he was equal with the father. Jesus wanted people to believe that the works that he was doing were works that they could do because it was the father doing the works through him, that he was a human conduit of the divine. Jesus wanted people to believe uh, in him. And then back then, that's what he required. He still requires the same thing for us today. Jesus is looking for us to believe. Jesus was not just, let me be clear about this. Jesus was not just a good man. Jesus was God in the flesh. Let me be clear about this. Jesus was not just a prophet. Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus was God. He was the word in the beginning was, was the word and the word was with God and, and the word was, was God. And all things that were made were made by him, Jesus. And without him, Jesus was nothing made that was made. And that same word, Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. Jesus wants us to believe that he left heaven and came to the earth so that we could go to the to heaven, right? Where he came from. So he left heaven and came to the earth so we could go there. Jesus is the son of God. We have to believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he suffered, he bled, he died on the cross. He died, he was sure enough dead and that he, he was dead for three nights and three days and he rose again, right? On the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures, we have to believe that Jesus rode up into heaven on a cloud and he's coming back again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I'm preaching the gospel. This is what we have to believe. We have to believe that Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God is at hand, that, that he established his kingdom and of his kingdom, there will be no end. So the first step in becoming the man, the woman that God has called you to be is believing in Jesus. You will never discover yourself until you discover Jesus. When you discover Jesus, you can then discover yourself. And so we have to preach the gospel. We can never stop lifting up the name of Jesus and the church said, amen. Let me get that out of the way. You got it? Number two, God is looking for you to believe that you can do what Jesus did. So not only do we have to believe in Jesus, but we have to believe that we can do what Jesus did. The people in John 6, they saw Jesus operating in the supernatural and they developed a hunger and a thirst to do the same thing he was doing. And it was like, excuse me, Mr. Jesus, I want to do what you're doing. What do I have to do to do what you're doing. And Jesus said, well, the only work that the father requires of you to do what I'm doing is to believe. And so you have to believe the key to operating in the supernatural is believing the key to becoming the man, the woman that God has called you to be is believing. God is looking for you to believe. God wants you to, to see Jesus, not just as an example for you, but as an example of you. What God wants you to look at Jesus in the Bible. Watch this. Okay. Let me say it this way. Let me say it another way uh, uh, for the people that maybe didn't get, get it the first time. So God wants you to stop just looking at the stories in the Bible, right? Where, where blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, right? And so Jesus came to blind Bartimaeus. And so, so, so now 
yeah, we identify with blind Bartimaeus or we identify with the woman with the issue of blood. She was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so, so yeah, we identify with, with, with uh, Zacchaeus or we identify with all of these people, the man that was at the pool of Bethesda, right? Or, 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 or the woman that was bent over for 18 years <laughs> as she could in no wise lift up herself. And so, yeah, we identify with all these people, with all these problems, and we say, God, I need a breakthrough. That's cool. Well, they all came to Jesus and got their breakthrough. But doggone it, at some point, you got to stop identifying with those people and identify with Jesus in the story. At some point, you have to be Jesus in the story. At some point, you got to see the story of the woman that was bent over for 18 years and couldn't no wise lift up herself. And Jesus came to the temple and she got her breakthrough. Boom. And she was able to straighten up her back. You got to see yourself as Jesus in the story. At some point, you have to believe. At some point, you got to say, you know what? I'm the answer to this world's problems. You know what? God has sent me down here to be the answer because he's the answer and he lives in me. At some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Father, you can send me wherever you need to send me because I'm the answer. And you can send me wherever you need to send me because I am like Jesus. I'm not the person in the story coming for the breakthrough. I'm the person in the story releasing the breakthrough. I'm the person in the story that is a conduit of, of you on this planet. Your power flows through me. Your wisdom flows through my lips. I'm saying stuff I never heard before. I'm saying stuff I need to write down because it's the Holy Ghost speaking through me. You know what I'm saying? So, so yes, I, I, it is me submitted to you. I see myself as Jesus. You got to be able to look at Jesus said in John 14 and 10 is the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. Two verses later in John 14 and 12, he says, the works that I'm doing, you're going to do. And even greater works you're going to do because I go to the Father. You got to be able to see yourself as Jesus. In 2022, I want you to expand your capacity to believe. I want you to stop looking at yourself as the person that needs the breakthrough. I want you to start seeing yourself as the person that releases the breakthrough. I want you to see yourself as the answer. I want you to say, Father, I give myself over to you. You can anoint me. Send me into this world. Who you need somebody to go? I'll go. I will be your legs to walk. I will be your mouth to talk. I will be your hands to touch. I'll be whatever you need, wherever you need it. I believe. I'm a believer. I expand my capacity to believe you. Mark 9 and 23 says, All things are possible to him who believes. You have to believe God. As in this whole praying and discerning phase, you got to believe God because God is going to tell you to do something that you can't do without him and you will close the door to it if you don't believe. So you got to get to the point where you believe God, where you are not limited in any way. You're not limiting God. You are you are actually limiting God by your capacity to believe. You're, you're, if you can't believe it, you will never receive it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. And so, so as a believer, you got to be able to see it and believe it. And you you know what? If, if that's what you want, Father, I, I'll do it. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but if that's what you're calling, my calling is calling me. Now, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I say yes. If you say, if you say yes, I say, why not? Let's go. And so I open my heart to believe whatever God wants to do in my life in 2022. And the church said, amen. All right. Number three, number three, last one for today, but number three has some components to it. Your work is to believe. Look, look at me. I, I want you to know that. Your work is to believe. John 6, Jesus said it. He says, listen, excuse me, Mr. Jesus, what do we have to do? Oh, okay. What you have to do is believe. If you want to do what I'm doing, you have to believe. And so let me give you uh, four things on this and, and then I'll close out as it relates to believing. First one is your job is to believe 
that God will do his. Your job is to believe that God will do his. A lot of Christians, then they, they feel like they, they, they have to earn God's work, God's approval, right? A lot of Christians are focused on works, uh, 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 like they have to earn or deserve or like, you know, they're, they're focused on things, the work that they have to do with their hands. But Jesus was like, no, this is the work that the father requires of you. The work that the father requires of you is to believe. This is not a hand thing. This is a heart thing. So belief in your heart opens the door to the possibility of it. You will never get to the faith stage if you can't get past the belief stage. So belief says it's possible. Belief opens the door to the possibility of it. Faith walks through the door, but you will never walk through the door in faith if you can't believe it. When God speaks something to you, it will be crazy. Like I'm saying, like, like I can't tell you how many times God has said something to me where Isabella and I talk about it and we're like, for real? <laughs> like, God, you want to do that? Like, why would you want to do that through us? Like, you know, I mean, like, but you have to believe if that's what God wants, I'm down for whatever. Right. All right. Second thing, you must believe that God can use you. A lot of Christians don't have a problem believing that God can do something. Right. Their issue is believing and embracing the fact that God can use them. And so so because like, you know, they see themselves as unworthy, unqualified, unprepared, underprepared, all of those things. At the end of the day, God doesn't use you because you're good. God uses you because God is good. God is using you by his undeserved and unmerited grace. If you can believe it, if God speaks it to you, your job is to believe. Your job is just to, you know what? I believe God. I'm a believer. That's what, that's what I am. I'm a believer. I believe. And so I will believe. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I open up my heart to it. Not because I'm good, but because you're good. And if you want to do it, now that's that's bigger than that's far beyond my my wildest imagination, Ephesians 3 and 20. But if that's what you want to do, I'm down for it. The next thing is you got to believe that God will use you. So one thing is God can, another thing that is God will. So once you get past the can issue, then you got to get past the, the will issue. You get you gotta say, you know what? God wants to use me by his unearned, unmerited favor, undeserved grace. And so you got to be in a position where you expect. God to use you. Please get to the position in 2022 where you ex expect God's best. There's a when you when you get up every morning with a level of expectation and manifestation, when you get up every morning expecting the the best that the greater is coming for me and the best is yet to come and is forward ever, backward never. When you get up every morning expecting the supernatural, when you get up every morning expecting God to favor you, you expect God as you get ready for this meeting you expect it to work out. You expect the favor of the matter of fact, when people favor you and they say, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. I don't normally do this, but you know what? I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> like we don't normally do this. Matter of fact, it's against our policy, but we'll make an exception for you. I expect that. I expect the favor of God. I expect God to raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. I expect the favor of God. I expect the favor of God to go before me like a shield. You got to be a believer to the point where you expect that you expect that you expect it to work out. You expect you have an expectation of good. You know how you, you run into people that say, well, I just, you know, I... I prepare for the best. I mean, I prepare for the worst. I, you know, I lower my expectations. That way I won't be disappointed. You know, I expect 
the worst. I prepare for the best. And if it works out, then okay. Then listen, these people can't, you cannot call yourself a believer, say mess like that. No, when you walk with God, you expect this thing to work out. You, <clears throat> if I put my hands on it, I expect all things to work out together for my good. If I put my hands on it, I expect to work out because my hands are blessed hands. So I'm a blessed man. Blessed, the Psalms 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in what? The law of the Lord. And in that law, in that word, does he meditate? How often? Day and night. What's the result? He shall be like a tree, not just any tree, but a tree that has a constant supply of what it needs to grow. As a result, watch this, whatever he puts his hands to do shall prosper. I'm, I am expecting my leaves shall not wither. Whatever I put my hands to do shall prosper. I expect the manifestation. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I get up every morning expecting good. Now, do bad things happen to good people? Of course. But when bad things happen to good people, I expect, watch this, I'm so crazy about this thing. I expect God to give me double for my trouble. And when, when the devil does raise up his ugly head and do something negative towards me, I expect him to have to pay me back. I, I'm expecting restoration and restitution. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, I expect, I have such a great expectation that even when something negative happens, I say, you know what? That wasn't right. God, that wasn't right. And you're the God of justice and recompense. So Father, I'm lifting this thing up to you. That wasn't right. Matter of fact, I expect the devil to have to pay me back and he has to pay me back with interest. I expect restoration and the restitution of all things. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I honor you with everything. I'm honoring you with my life and I honor you with the first fruit of all my increase. So I expect things to work out together for my good. Say amen to that. Okay, last thing as I close, you must believe that God has called you and qualified you by grace. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call by his unearned and undeserved grace. I'm talking about the grace of God. You have to believe that God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Not because you're good, but because God is good. You have to believe that it's the grace of God that's on your life, that God has this unmerited favor, that the favor of God goes before you like a shield, that the supernatural power will flow through your life in 2022. And while, while we're still in this praying and discerning phase, I want you to open up your heart to believe. All things, Mark 9 and 23, are possible for him who believes. You're a believer. You're not a doubter. You walk by faith and not by sight. Fear has no power over you. The greater is, is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you now to, to seal the deal with your own lips. You're going to speak words of faith from a believing heart. Open up your heart and say this. Open up your mouth and say, Father, I thank you for teaching me how to live the life of faith from the life of Jesus. Jesus taught me that my work now is only to believe. This work is not performed with my hands. This work is performed in my heart. So I expand my capacity to believe you. I cast down every artificial limit I've ever placed on you because you are a limitless God. There is nothing you can't do. I know you can do all things. I've never had a problem believing that. But there was a time in my life when I didn't believe that you would use me. Guess what? Those days are over. I opened my heart to believe and receive your best in 2022. There is nothing you can't do. And you live in me. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do.
I can do all things through Christ who empowers me to do what I can never do without you. I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I open my heart to your best in this season. I am open, Father, to whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. Get my notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get my notes for free. Listen, I told you that this is a message that was going to stir you up. You might need to watch this again. If you feel low, hit the play button. Watch this thing again. This is one of those messages. I told you that when I was done, you were going to be able to like, I can leap a tall building with a single bound. There's nothing you can't do because God lives in you. There's nothing God can't do. And so open up your heart to God's best. Greater is coming for you. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.